Welcome to another edition of Bleeding Edge Interviews, where we get to know the top artists in the world of progressive rock just a little bit better. I'm your host, Super Dave. Well, there are artists out there who do seem to pop up everywhere you look. Uh, They're known by people throughout the business, and they're often behind the scenes making things happen even when we're not aware they're there. The man known as Bumblefoot is one of them. Ron Thal is a guitarist, a songwriter, and a producer, and he is absolutely one of the people making all kinds of things happen. So much so that he's come up in several other interviews I've done with other artists in the past, like Jason Beeler and Tom Monda of Thank You Scientist. He gets around a little bit. He's clearly a man who likes to keep busy and has really deep reservoirs of creativity to bolster that. He's actually so busy these days that he's in two bands, count them, two, that will be releasing new albums within about a month of each other. First is Heart of Anarchy. Their latest, Let There Be Anarchy, is out now, and they will be starting a tour soon. And his latest, we'll call it Supergroup project, Whom Gods Destroy, will be dropping their debut on March 15th. That is entitled Insania. Well, I spent a little bit of time talking with Ron about his experiences, his perspectives on working within a band structure, and all the new music that's coming up for both his bands, as well as one definite tour and one other tour we're hoping to be seeing popping up before the year is out. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with the one and only Ron Bumblefoot Thaw. How you doing on this fine morning, sir? A fine morning it is. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing fine on this fine morning. Very good. Good to hear. Excellent. <laughs> so getting things started here, you guys got some interesting stuff going on right about now. Uh, new announcement of a uh, big new, another supergroup. You seem to be the man of supergroups these days. And and some pretty big names involved with this besides yourself, obviously. You've got Derek Sherinian. you got uh, Dina Jalusic. I think I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard it pronounced out loud, but I've read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, supergroup, uh, a band. <laughs> we formed a band. So there were Sons of Apollo, and when that disintegrated around 2020, uh, Derek and I just kept writing the way we did with Sons of Apollo, which is he sends me an idea, I send him an idea, and we go back and forth, we build on them, and we just make songs. And uh, Jeff Scott Soto, the singer of Sons of Apollo, he knew that I was also recording new music with this other band. I have Art of Anarchy, yeah. some old friends of mine. And he said to me, look, you guys have had problematic singers so far. Why don't I just sing with you guys? And this way you won't have all the, the headaches. And he was right. So... He became like Sons of Apollo split into two bands. You have Art of Anarchy, which is actually, as we're speaking right now, have an album coming out tomorrow. Oh, wow. A new third album. Yeah. So I somehow missed that under my radar. You're a busy man. Busy, yes. <laughs> so it's called Let There Be Anarchy. And it's Jeff and I and the Voter Brothers that founded the band and, and Tony Dickinson, incredible bass player. And that comes out tomorrow that album and we're going to hit the road in march doing some shows in the midwest and the northeast and meanwhile derek and i continued sort of where we left off with sons of apollo musically just turning the the knobs up 
turning everything up a little bit. The proggier stuff got proggy, the heavy stuff got heavier, just giving more, which is always what I wanted. I always yeah. wanted it to be just a little more hard hitting and intense. And I guess you could say sweating a little more at the gym, you know, <laughs> uh, just pushing harder. And I think we're doing that with this record. Finally. Yes. And we got Dino singing. He joined the band uh, in 2020. He started working with us and we started three of us writing and, and then Yaz joined and Bruno joined. And we have that album coming out next month. So yeah. So I have two bands that are putting out singles and an album around the same time. Plus I have a solo album that's finished since June that I've slowed down on so I could just put the time into these two bands and get them out. And right after these, I'll put out my solo album of wow. just crazy instrumental music. And I've been producing a ton. There's a band called the Dodies. This, I love this band. This, they're a garage rock duo. The drummer plays the whole kit with just one arm while playing bass on a synth and singing back in vocals and he kicks ass. And every once in a while, he'll grab the stick off of there and play. And the guitar player, who's the singer, the lead singer, uh, he's sort of this like Kurt Cobainish kind of spirit to him. And he will kick on this octave pedal that runs to a bass amp, and then he becomes the bass. And they just have this huge sound for two dudes. And the music wow. is very Radiohead, melodic type, uh, very interesting stuff. So Amazing. we've done three albums together that I've mixed and mastered and co-produced with them and everything. And, and uh, that album will be coming out soon as well. So yeah, keeping busy. Got the hot sauce company going. So keeping everybody burning up and, and having fun with that and hoping to do some uh, food festivals with the hot yeah. sauce. And, yeah, busy, busy. Yeah, busy. dude. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, even 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 more impressive than I knew coming into this interview, <laughs> because you're a dude that's been around. You've played with a lot of different people, and uh, it seems like you know even in this band itself, you've you've brought in some guys who have sort of a similar background. Like Derek's been everywhere, and you know we're you know labeled keyboard god of the twenty of the twentieth first century <laughs> and things like that. And and Dino's been around. He first came to my attention, I think, in the midst of the pandemic when he did a thing with. Uh, Mike Portnoy and I think Derek and someone else I'm forgetting at the moment probably was you. <laughs> oh, we did something too. Songs. Yeah, it's everybody is connected. Like Bruno yeah. is he's been in the band Angra, you know, phenomenal yeah. Brazilian band. And I've known that guitar player from Angra. That was Kiko's old band and and now new guitarist uh I don't know if he's new anymore. He's been in there a good couple of years now. Uh Marcelo Barbosa, incredible guitar player, wonderful guy. Uh, we've done a lot of things together in the, the past. He has music schools that I've done clinics at and we've played together. He actually, I recommended him to be my replacement when I left Guns N' Roses. Uh, I recommended him. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and his bass player, Felipe Andrioli, he and I did something with Dino and my solo drummer, Kyle Hughes, an incredible drummer from the UK, guy is phenomenal i think he's going out with richie Cotson soon uh, -huh. uh yeah who uh -huh. also uh bruno played with and bruno and felipe are in a band together and when 
Billy couldn't do the final shows with Sons of Apollo, Felipe was the bass player. And Dino and Yaz did some music together about a year ago. And so like everybody has done things with each other. It's all this big pool of people that are all kind of swimming together and doing different things. And then this came together. Yeah. yeah. It is amazing the interconnectivity of the, the music industry and the field these days, uh, because I know in particular, like you were one that I, over the last several years, really just began to realize you're like this linchpin figure that everybody <laughs> intersects somewhere at Bumblefoot. Uh, you, you find know, that with everywhere. Tom Monda, and I'm like, you get coming oh, up. I'm like, God, he's everywhere. <laughs> love those guys. Yeah, I'm going to be probably either today or tomorrow, I'll be hanging out with Tom Monda. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, tell, love tell, that tell, dude so much. Tell him Super Dave says hi. <laughs> Will do. And, and, and Bueller is one of the funniest people I know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bueller works with Soto, with Jeff yeah. Scott Soto. They do that in, incredible comical <laughs> duo yes. together. Yes, yeah. we, we saw that. That is quite a show they put on. It was great. Definitely. Fun guys. Yeah, so it's like this big, giant web that everyone is connected, and you can yeah. get to every point of the web in some direction. And it's like that with everybody in music. It's like yeah. everybody has this just one degree of separation between anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like, but it's, it seems out of anyone. If you found a, uh, a kindred spirit somewhere, it's, it's with Derek because you guys now have been working together pretty solidly for seven years at this point in time, seven years, second band yeah. with them. Um, gee, I guess that confirms you guys really work well together. Oh, we do. We're different, you know, musically we're different. So we, kind of battle it out and keep each other in check yeah uh yeah and it creates a balance that that works yeah nice. and then we all work together with this indonesian band called dewa 19 this huge indonesian band for decades They're like the biggest rock band out there oh, wow. and i've known uh people in in that circle for years like the singer we've done things together and uh so all the members well, almost all the members of Sons of Apollo did this whole group thing uh, where we did some charity songs, fundraising songs with them together during the pandemic. And then last year, they did a bunch of concerts together in all these big arenas and everything. And Dino joined. Oh, nice. So it was Dino and Jeff and Derek. I sat that one out. Uh, I'm just trying to travel a lot less these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just do more producing and teaching that's that's what I love the most. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I was just talking this morning with <laughs> this band Evoken. I don't know if you know who they are, but they are this doom metal, the doomest, doomiest doom of doom metal. And I recorded their first couple of albums. Uh, we would work right in this room. And I think we were talking about doing another album together that I would record. And oh, wow. I hope it works out because I just, they're wonderful guys, and it's been a long time. Once I started touring a lot, I kept missing the opportunity to do their next albums. Yeah. And so I think we'll finally be able to do one again. Very cool. Very cool, because I, I like these interviews when I get like about three or four other band names I don't know that I've got to write down and then go check out afterwards, because I just I love to explore this stuff. So it's very cool to hear yeah, what you're doing and interested in outside of here, outside of your, your normal band, rather. Oh, I could tell you about a whole bunch of things to check out. Yeah. So Evoken, <laughs> they, God, they've been around also since 
yeah, since the 90s. I'm not sure how deep into the 90s they went, but but they were like the underground, I don't know what you could call them, but they were the doom band. Yeah. The slowest beats, like the tempos weren't even measurable. They were like <laughs> below 20 BPM. Like beats that were just, like we had to get the hugest sound when we would record. I would mic up this entire house. They, you'd be playing in here with the door open in every room and downstairs I would have mics to just capture all of the echo of everything and just the natural resonance and just had the sound of just like <laughs> like it sounded like music slowed down to half speed yeah. and but it was them playing in it and wow. the, the singer just had the most dirty you just <laughs> kind of voice and yeah. and just great guys so much fun uh <laughs> yeah and that's what i found also oddly with recording so many bands I, I recorded a lot of new york hardcore bands in the 90s at a studio in brooklyn that i had uh and you find that it's like this pendulum where the heavier the music the sweeter the soul mm. i found that all the time i would record some church group and they would be such (laughs) (laughs) people getting in fights and and just trying to not pay the bill and and things like that and then like the music that would scare satan that these people other people would be making and they would just be the kindest sweetest most wonderful human beings you could ever know it's weird how that works. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and I found that like it just wasn't a one-time thing. Like I noticed this, like oh, constantly, just being a, a studio guy, producing artists, and and working with different people, and and yeah, wow. interesting. Very cool. <laughs> it is. Uh, musicians are are I find over and over and over again a just very cool group of people overall. No matter what they're playing, no matter what's going on, they, you know, givers. They, yeah, yeah. The, the people that can come across with these immensely very serious or very tough or even, you know, um, <laughs> satanic, as you said, <laughs> then you talk to them, the sweetest people ever. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Which I guess makes me wonder too, because, you know, having played with so many different bands and groups and things like that, and having had multiple bands, like I, I imagine it makes it, I think, easier both to adapt yourself to what's going on around you, and as far as your style and 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 things like that, and your and your playing. But I also think it, it probably starts to help you gain a lot of perceptiveness into which people are going to fit with what you're trying to do best. You know, like how do you how do you figure out yourself when you've got that just right combination of players in a particular band ah that's a tough one because you don't really know people until you're in the trenches with them uh but you do yeah i mean bands are a tough marriage to keep together Mm. they are uh i applaud any band that could keep it together god bless them Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because all I would say, all it takes is just one person to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, true. And it's interesting. Yeah, you have different types of music. You have different personalities. You have 
people with different backgrounds, with people people with different challenges. Right. Um, yeah, you'll find everything from from you know I've played with people in their seventies that were that had more energy than I did, and that were just more professional and and mellow and just smooth and could just go with anything and and yeah. just fine like the band asia greatest guys you could ever work with wonderful guys great players you never have to worry about a thing you don't have to worry about oh is this person gonna be late or drugged up or or is this person gonna be screwing this up or is this one like you don't have any of those issues like they're just solid reliable dependable no worry professional decent kind normal good people yeah Yeah. so i loved playing with them and then i found people you know in the same age group that were the most childish i've ever experienced wow like I can, I'll tell you i can tell you stories off (laughs) off the air that would be like what the fuck um (laughs) Yeah, and then I've worked with, uh, like, here's an example. Here's an 18-year-old, just turned 18. Uh, she is uh, just a, a solo artist that started off when she was 15 as my guitar student. Uh-huh. Uh, she lives in Ontario, Canada, and she can sing any heart song just on the fly like it's as good as <laughs> wow. Wilson in the 70s i mean just yeah. with ease incredible voice and she writes tons of songs she's a great piano player guitar uh she plays drums and bass and and records all her own stuff in a home studio and i help her mix it all so i co-produce mix it and she takes all these berkeley online business courses and she books her own shows and plays all over the place and handles her own marketing and and everything and studies up on that and i've never seen someone that has her like their head together so well and to be doing all of that as a teenager uh you never know like everybody's an individual oh her name is sierra levesque okay l-e-v-e-s-q-u-e and to look out for in the future yeah she's yeah now she's just starting to put out singles also yeah. check her out she just put one yeah. out called wrong about you that that's really beautiful and she shot her own music video and edited that herself and like seriously just a one woman army of just kicking ass yeah so you have an 18 year old that can do that and then i deal you know with a, a 60 year old that can't tie their own shoes <laughs> and you know, like it's totally different and there's right. a lot of psychology involved oh yeah uh there's a lot of music involved there's a lot of everything involved it's an interesting world and you meet all types and everybody's different you can't predict anything you can't say well these people have been in the business for 40 years so they're going to be very professional mm-hmm. no no yeah. this person is just starting out so they're just going to be a clusterfuck no, no. Yeah. yeah so surprising. you don't know until you're working with the people in different yeah. situations to see how it is. And for me, it's tough because I'm pretty 
empathic. I feel people's shit. And it's, uh, so if you're dealing with difficult people, the, the, I get affected by it. If I'm dealing with easy people, I get affected by it. And it's, and I try my best to just stay solid, but I've been in situations where everybody was just not my kind of Mm. monster and it wore me down and made me someone I didn't want to be. And then in other ones, other situations, uh, you find that they bring out the best in you. Yeah, just people bring out the best or the worst in each other. That's yeah. pretty normal across the board. And in a band situation, a touring situation where you're not grounded, you're just living on these 24-hour increments of who knows what the hell's going to happen. And it's a very unstable scenario that... You know, some people flow with it really well. Others need their stability. Mm. Uh, and everyone needs different levels of it. Yeah. You know, everyone need, you, know like you could laugh at, at artists that are like, I need a bunch of teddy bears in my, in my dressing room. And it's like, <laughs> what a freak. But until you've had to function at that level with those demands right. and everything and what it does to your brain, uh, whatever it takes to keep you sane. You know, if it takes teddy bears, bring on the teddy bears. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Wise words. And, and obviously from someone who's had to deal with a whole lot of different people in the course of your career, makes me wonder as many people as you've worked with, are there still people out there on your bucket list that you would like to have the opportunity to do some stuff with? Oh, uh, I have a, a bucket list similar to most people's I, th- I think is like any of the surviving Beatles, uh, Dave Grohl, uh, <laughs> Grohl yeah. um, there, there's lots of people at this point in life, anyone who's not a dick, <laughs> you know, I'm happy to do anything with anyone. And honestly, I love more just being off the field and being the coach and yeah. helping other people get on the field at this point in life where, uh, I love producing and teaching and helping other people do, right. you know, do their thing. Right. So it's not even the kind of situation where I want to play with this huge name or this huge name or anything like that. No, I I would rather, I'm happier to work with someone that has the right spirit and has the potential and the work ethic and a, just a, just a good soul. And even if they're just starting out to be contributing to their journey, which will hopefully be a long, happy one, uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So we've eliminated Roger Waters. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Had to take my shot. That, that's on me, folks. That's on me. I did that. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're thinking, I'm probably thinking the same thing. And I love Pink Floyd. Yeah, you could just as I do as well. Up and play. Yeah. But Roger is a target I enjoy shooting at. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious, too. It, it, you've got this long-term partnership writing with Derek. And then, as you said, you started bringing in Dino and he started writing and all that. How does that mix in with, like, what's that as that, how's that change the writing dynamic, I guess is what I want to say. How does that impact what happens from there on in and, and how easy is it to integrate somebody into ideas maybe you already had running when they maybe say, hey, have you considered going this other direction? 
I'm cool with it. Yeah. The thing about a band, and I always say this, is if you got a band of five people, that means that four out of five of your ideas should be shot down and make mm. room for other people. Only 20% of what you contribute should get through. And if it's more than that, then you're taking something away from someone else. <laughs> and it's not an equal balance of contribution. Uh, usually it ends up being more than that because people agree on ideas and everything. And it's fine. But you have to be willing to leave room for other people's input. And you have to be working with people where you trust and respect and like their input. They're in the band because you like what they do and what they bring to it. So just stay the fuck back and let people do their thing. Let them be who they are. And it's only going to add more to the band. It's going to add things that you can't. Right. You know, everyone in any band I play with brings in something that I am incapable of bringing. They bring in something unique to them that I wouldn't have thought of, that a direction I wouldn't have taken, and it makes it more than it would have been if it just came from one person. For the times that you get frustrated with that and you want to just get it all out, that's what solo shit is for. <laughs> Go do a solo album. Don't try and make a band your solo thing. Yeah. Let it be a band. Let it be, you know, a, a team. And if you're getting a little antsy with that, Go write some solo shit and put it out and, you know, get a hundred percent of yourself out that way. Right. And you kind of need to do both because one thing can't be everything. Yeah. You know, you can't ask a band to fulfill all of your needs and your solo thing can't do that either. Yeah. So it's good to have both and not demand one from the other. Right. Great perspective. You know, I, 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 it's, it's seldom expressed that I see from other people where they talk about that whole idea of the give and take and they have such a well-formed idea of what that means and how that is done. So I can appreciate that. And I'm sure that, you know, comes from a lot of experience working with a lot of people and seeing all these different ways that people approach things. So clearly you've been paying attention and observing your life lessons. Yeah. Just don't try and control everything. That's what yeah. it boils down to. No matter how much it means to you, how much every single note is, you know, yeah. everything to you. Just, it's just a fucking song. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just <laughs> lay back, flow with it. You probably find a year from now that your own idea sounds wrong and you like where it actually is. And then, right. yeah. The other thing is so many times you get demoitis where you're so used to something that everything else just seems wrong because you're used to it. And there's right. so many better ideas out there that, you have to just let go and let it happen there. So with Whom Gods Destroy, a lot of it was just Derek and I making music before the other guys joined. So uh, hopefully if there's a second album, we'll be building that as a team from the ground up. Right. Uh, and it'll sound even more like what it's meant to be. Very cool. Yeah. Speaking of that, and too, and actually being mindful of my time, I don't know if I was given an exact time frame you had. Am I? Are we looking at a hard stop up here somewhere that I need to be mindful of? Oh, nah, until you get sick of me talking. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Some point, the people that pay me for work are going to want me in as well, but I'm good with that <laughs> <for> now. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so I was curious, whom God's destroy? I one. Uh, 
I've been listening to it. I, I got the advanced copy. So that has been a, a very enjoyable journey so far. You are talking about it being both heavier and proggier at the same time. And I want to say that is an apt descript- description. You guys uh, achieved that goal to my ear. Good. And, and the label, they, they described it as a pummeling. And they, they were, thought it was too much at first. They listened to it. like, guys, really? this is little, this is a beating. This is it's like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Derek, okay. he's like, Progressive we need balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, but, but it's a good beating. I, I, I've heard some great stuff where, yeah, it's absolutely pummeling, but it's mixed in with the melodic and it's mixed in with the, the tricky and, and all those things that keep, you know, a, a somewhat ADHD brain like mine <laughs> focused on all the stuff that's going on and keeps me engaged and you know listening to it you guys have really almost taken what you had done with derek in sons of apollo and and like you said amped it up a little bit more took the yeah. you know took the next notch up like yeah you didn't go for death metal growls and things like that but dino probably can do that i don't know that i've heard it but he can do everything else you know he he's he's got yeah. an amazing range is one of the first things i'd ever realized about him when i first heard him but, you know, whether it's clean, whether it's getting dirty and gritty, whether it's, you know, at, at times he he's almost puts me in mind of um, what Russell Allen from Symphony X. And then the next thing I know, he's almost sounding ever so slightly moments like I'm going, wait a minute. Now he's suddenly channeling and I'm probably going to mix the names up. But I want to say M Shadows or whoever the lead singer is of Avenged Sevenfold. They got the funky mm-hmm. name. So I always get them mixed yeah. up. <laughs> so there was like elements of that here and there. And I'm like, wow, he's he's so uh capable with that instrument that his his voice as far as the range and style and texture and everything and that matches the capabilities that you and and derek bring to the band as well as well as the other members the other members i'm not as familiar with that i had to look a little harder but yeah bruno is yeah he should be on the cover of every damn drum magazine that guy (laughs) is the most incredible drummer and yaz is this insane guitar player that can play, I don't know how the hell his hands do what they do. He's just amazing, but he's also a phenomenal bass player. So, and Dino is also a great keyboard player too. So there's a lot of, I have the pleasure of playing with these multi-talented people. Uh, Yeah, and yeah, they're all phenomenal. But Dino, he can growl, he can sing sweetly, he's got the tone, he's got the range, he's got the attitude, he's got the soul, he's got, yeah, he's, he's got a hell of a voice. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Yeah. Cool. Nice. What were the inspirations behind this album besides taking it harder and proggier? Like what, what I, don't had a, I didn't have a lyric sheet in front of me at the time, so I wasn't able to necessarily follow with everything, but I'm curious of what the thematic um inspirations were oh, a lot of it is just dino just just writing his words yeah. and i think the the singer should be singing their own words and yeah yeah, yeah. The, there was one song that i wrote a chorus for before dino joined and we kept it uh song over again mm-hmm. but other than that yeah it's all him yeah. and okay just writes about different things just whatever he's thinking about uh uh from war to just 
personal things that we all deal with and go through to just road life to just the demands of you know being you know a musician's life type shit and like just whatever just things that are real to him yeah and to us too to all of us something we can relate to so yeah yeah so he just writes about whatever's in his heart in his head and musically we just wrote and a lot of times with albums you don't have a direction in mind you don't say i'm gonna write an album that's gonna be this style you just write and when it's finished you stand back from you know it's like you're flinging stuff at a canvas and then you step back and it's like what did i just make here oh that's what it is all right yeah so a different kind of approach than someone might think in terms like you don't come to it as like a concept album we're not doing something with this overarching theme or telling a story that's not the kind of style you're into unless you're making a concept album yeah then you have yeah you have the storyline and you're writing for that and you're almost scoring this story that you have plotted out but in our case we're just writing a bunch of songs yeah (laughs) and it's interesting too I, i just couldn't help but notice that you went from Sons of Apollo to Whom Gods Destroy, and I'm going, okay, we've got a God theme going on here. And I'm wondering, it's, is there something there behind that? But it probably just sounds like you came up with a band name that you thought was pretty cool. We just were trying and trying to come up with band <laughs> names and, and uh, being the geek that I am and, and start looking at just Twilight Zone and star trek names of of uh, episodes and one of the uh derek and i I remember we were zoom chatting you know facetiming and 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 going through the list and everything and then one of the star trek episodes whom gods destroy Mm -hmm. i you know and i knew it sounded familiar for a reason but i had not made that personal connection Yeah, that is that. What's well, a great name, you know? But it's a very cool title as well. I wish I remembered the episode, but I know I've seen it because I've seen most of those multiple times. Okay, do you remember the one with a good-looking green lady dancing <laughs> around? Yes. And yeah, that's the one. Yeah, there we go. The classic episode. Mm-hmm. So, so it almost could have been "Good-looking Green Lady" was the name of the band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, that was taken. That was taken. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's got to be incredibly difficult these days after, you know, what, 60 years of rock and roll to to come up with new band names that aren't already taken somewhere else. It's impossible at this point. It's pretty much impossible. In fact, there is a band whom gods destroy and they're in Eastern Canada. And I reached out to them. I was like, you guys cool. if We use the name too. And they were totally cool. They're like, yeah, yeah. As long as we don't have to like, stop what we're doing it's like no and i even said to them in fact why don't we tour together whom gods destroy with whom gods destroy <laughs> and do shows like yeah like it's, it hasn't been done uh <laughs> just why the fuck not and yeah. they're cool dudes very just kind of just yeah. good ballsy metal kind of yeah uh so yeah <laughs> there's two of them and and if you search the name check out both nice i will do that yeah. I, that I like your idea. I like your thinking of touring like that, and we'll get to that. But I am kind of curious too because you guys said you started writing a lot of this material back in 2020. So some shit has gone down uh, in the intervening three four years during that time, and I'm kind of curious how 
all of that stuff that hit everybody between 2020 and 2023 impacted the process of creating these songs and the writing? Did, did, did it change things or did you guys pretty much plow forward and, and kept yourselves focused on what you wanted to do? Or did you find yourself changing some things up along the way? Oh, well, life always happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's always <laughs> something. So, yeah, we had just put out the second Sons of Apollo album and yeah. we were touring and we got about four shows in to a 20 show European tour when we had to pull the plug and, and get back home. And then we had all this time. So we all wanted to write album number three. Yeah. And there was not everybody was on board. So Derek and I just kept writing. Yeah. I kind of hoped that maybe people would come around and, and we'd be able to do a third album, but right. realized after a point, I was like, it's just hoping for the impossible. It's done. Yeah. So it, it split off into two bands, twice right. the music. You got Art of Anarchy with Jeff. You have this with Derek. And we just, uh, we had a lot of time to nurture the stuff and just keep rewriting and tweaking and this and that. And, and we had the gift of time. The best gift you could ever get is the only thing that 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 goes. Yeah. So to be, you know, for such horrible circumstances, but to have that gift, and you see, so many people took advantage of it. Where I know so many people during that time that whatever they were doing with their life, they suddenly had time to do the thing that they always wanted to do and never had time for to learn a new skill of some kind or get a new hobby or something like yeah. that. And so in, in that sense, I think a lot of people uh, made good use of, of the time. And a lot of people were making music together that normally couldn't just making those, those dreaded four box videos of people playing in their bedroom <laughs> of yeah. people that never would do things together. Uh, I put out a song that I had just sitting for a long time and I finally had a chance to finish it and, and put that out an instrumental song. And then I made a backing track version of it that people can solo over. And so many, I think it was like, I think it was up to about 500 people Every once in a while, someone still does it from then. And all these guitar players and violin and horn and singers and drummers and keyboardists just taking solos over the section of this song and just sharing it all. And other people that did it would comment on it. And everyone got to know so many other musicians that they weren't aware of. Yeah. And that was cool as hell. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah and wow. made some good musician friends out of that. There. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's you're right. It's like you've got something terrible happening, but if you can find something positive out of it, that's really kind of ultimately the key to surviving it. It's you know what can you do now with this time you're given? If I can yeah. sound like Gandalf for a moment there, <laughs> well, I look like him. You can sound like him. All right, <laughs> I can say the words. I can't do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of touring and all that as well. 
like you mentioned, uh, Art of Anarchy, you're going to be touring with them in a little bit for a while. Yeah. Uh, can those who want to see whom gods destroy uh, look forward to a tour with them down the uh, road here? Eventually, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, band members had pre-existing obligations. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's a first album, a debut album. Right. So with that, promoters tend to wait and see the reaction that the world has to it before yeah. they uh, start saying, oh, I want this. and they don't really know what it's worth. <laughs> so, so until the album comes out, uh, once it does, there's going to be a lot of clamoring. That's usually what happens. Yeah. And then we'll see what is possible. By that point, all the venues will be booked for six months, so it may not be until the end of the year that we get to do something as far as a tour goes. If we could yeah. do one-offs or festivals, beautiful. Cool. Uh, but to do a tour where we're just you know, just going place to place to place to place. Uh, yeah. That, I think the soonest that could possibly happen would be at the end of the year. Right. But hopefully next year we can be planning for that and do that. Yeah. And it's we need the time program. to practice this crazy shit. Yeah, right? That, that's uh, something I imagine does take a good bit of practice they, to keep it up and, and just stick with all of that. But you guys handle it. Yeah, I I know you've got skills to do that. That's not the concern at all. But we did it once. We can do it again. Absolutely. Touring's a different world these days. From everything I understand, even even I think a good bit different than it was pre-pandemic. And it's I guess as I understand, not exactly a friendly world to those of us who are not Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but. For the love of music and and knowing that people want to see it, you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. But yeah, I. That's one of the things I think it's important for people that are fans. If you want to support fans, keep in mind there are ways to support them, and seeing them on tour is one of the big ones because streaming's not as not as kind as record sales would have been, and things like that. It's very much a different world than it used to be for you guys. Yeah, yeah it's and touring has gotten a lot more expensive since the pandemic just the price of everything is up so there's a lot of bands that they go to tour and then they realize we can't we're gonna lose our freaking houses uh it's just we can't make that much of a sacrifice right uh so it's it's tricky yeah yeah and the only thing that keeps bands afloat uh 99 of them is t-shirt sales and meet and greets and things like that so really the bands are so grateful for that direct uh support that they get from fans it keeps them alive it keeps them able to go out and do what they're doing uh yeah bands aren't getting rich from it Uh, maybe some are but (laughs) the 99 percent aren't they're just trying to survive and keep being able to make music yeah and it's that wonderful fan support that allows them to do that yeah right absolutely so that's Although with that, i should oh, i should ahead. mention that for the art of anarchy tour uh what we wanted to do is have the first 200 people at every show have a free meet and greet oh and just have it completely free for everybody this wow. is a kind of giving back and then we realized that a 200 person meet and greet would take about 
three or four hours <laughs> and we would miss our show time from the point <laughs> that doors open and everything and whoever person number 200 is they're going to be that's a long ass wait and <laughs> it's just it, you know it works in a an imaginary world it would have been wonderful but yeah. so we narrowed it down to 50 so we're going to do uh first 50 people that that come to the shows free meet and greet for them yeah that's awesome that is very cool do what very you nice. can yeah 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 because yeah. it it i think Admittedly, for the fans, they get squeezed a little bit, too, with all the prices going up these days. And I think as much as they want to support, sometimes it's, they struggle with it as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's Financially, it's a rough world out there these days. <laughs> it is. Yeah. More so than it yeah. was. But every generation, I guess, says that. So I'm, I'm hitting that age where I'm starting to yell at the kids, get off my lawn. And... Oh, we're, we're totally, we're there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but at the same time, I look at them and it's like, how the, it's like, good luck. <laughs> like, I look at the generation before us, and it's like, oh, yeah, I just bought a house. Mortgage is like 70 a month. No problem, you know. Yeah. <laughs> $2,000, house. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's three bedroom, two bathroom, pool. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, the world it's has gotten. My expensive. bank account now, go back in time, I'd live like a king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it gets tougher and tougher. Yeah. So I I I wish them the best. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the album Whom Guys Destroy comes out March 15th. Art of Anarchy. Let there be anarchy, right? Mm-hmm. February 16th. I didn't have that memorized. I was focused on Whom Guys Destroy. So like, well, oh, good, good. Right, you have a good March memory. 1st. March uh, 1st. Well, I once in a while I remember a few things. <laughs> All right. And, so, yeah. our, and Art of Anarchy will be on tour, you said, in the Midwest? Pretty much, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. March 22nd to March 31st. Cool. Uh, yeah, just look up, for both things, look up Art of Anarchy Band on social media. Yeah. Uh, that, that at, you'll find all the info and everything. And with Whom Gods Destroy, uh, WG Destroy everywhere. Like, just remember that. WG Destroy w g destroy and any social media and you'll find all our info for everything there excellent yeah all right good there you go folks there's the info ron i i appreciate your time today i really thank you oh, very much it's been a great you. conversation it's, you, you yeah you, great you, hanging and chatting yeah, yes dude you've got such a great perspective on on the whole business and everything and i you know it's very cool i i that psychological perspective that mindful perspective you have is uh an awesome thing just try not to freak out. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what it helped to do, right? But yeah, it's very cool. And if I had the time, I would sit there and pry you for all those stories. <laughs> one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. Absolutely. <laughs> I can imagine they are some great stories. And especially when I think back to mm, those I know you've played with, I can think um, a lot of them might center on a certain particular area of time. Just You'd be surprised that yeah, some of those be. people are like Gandhi compared to others. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's always surprised. an amazing thing. People, people will surprise you, as I always say. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, 
wish you guys the best with the album. I hope it uh, goes over big, and that means we get to see Whom God's Destroyed live. I hope everything goes great with Art of Anarchy as well, and everything else you're doing, man. Keep it up. Like, keep helping produce the next generation of stars and everything like that. Uh, without people doing that like you're doing, we don't get to hear the future, and uh, thank you for all that, and I appreciate it. I wish you the best, my friend. Thank you. You too. Have a good one, and I'll talk to you again. I'll see you out there. Great. Wonderful. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. All right, now, Ron is truly a man who has learned a lot of life lessons during his storied career. He's got a lot of wisdom to offer those in the music business and, frankly, any part of life, I'd say. The man is pretty smart. Listen to him. best part of all his energy and creativity is that there's so much music he's putting out one way or another that we all get to enjoy. And once again, big thank you to Ron Bumblefoot Ball for joining me. Wishing all the best to you, sir, and your mates in both bands as the new albums drop and the tours start. Hoping for much success for you guys with those. And just a reminder to those who want to pick them up, Art of Anarchy, their album Let There Be Anarchy is out now. And Whom Gods Destroy, their debut album Insanium will be dropping March 15th. So keep an eye out for both of those. Pick them up. They're both coming out of the gate smoking hot. Oh, and a big thank you to those of you joining us for the conversation today. I really do appreciate your time. Please remember to like and subscribe to follow along with my future interviews and whatever other fun I'm going to get into. You'll find the social media info in the description as well as the link to The Expanse. That's my live 365 channel featuring the best in progressive rock and metal. As always, I remind you, never fear to deviate from the norm. Keep it froggy. And this is Super Dave, signing off. Yeah.